Welcome back to Grit Iron Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. In the final week of the regular season, we went 2-3 and three in the Las Vegas Super Contest, leaving us 37-43-5. and five. Good for no bueno in the contest. Congratulations to Granny's Boy for the victory and taking home more than $1.3 million. Nice interview with him on, I believe, ESPN Chalk, was it, with Dave Tooley? I think, I believe. No, Dave Tooley writes for VEASAN now. That's right. He he jumped ship. Uh, Dave Purdom uh, over at ESPN interviewed him. There's also an interview over on covers as well. I don't trust the covers interview, though. <laughs> See, I don't trust the covers interview because... There's no name attribution. It could well, the, just be the information fishing. is wrong. There you go. In, in the article. They they say that um, there was a tiebreaker for second and third place, and the, only, the tiebreaker only applies in ties for first place. So second and third place actually took the same amount of money and not different places. How do you write for covers and get this information wrong? <laughs> I think the, I think the covers won, Rich. I think why there wasn't a name is because they were the first out, at least that I saw. Um, and I think that he probably needed some some coercing from ESPN to want to release his name, or they just got the wrong guy. Like we have an email for somebody who claims to be Granny's boy that I don't know if it's Granny's boy. So I've reached out. Hopefully, we can get an interview as well with this gentleman. But I, I was thinking, like, how do I prove that this is actually Granny's boy? How do I, do I need to have this guy, like, send me video of him holding the Westgate card? Like, how do, how do I confirm that this is actually the dude? Yeah. Hold up a sign that says, I love Gridiron Gamble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be what's, uh, catfished by no fool. Go ahead, Mo. What, what's the tiebreaker? There was none, right? What's the tiebreaker? No, if you're so if if there's a tie for first place, there are tiebreakers. So the first tiebreaker, um, if you tie for first place, is your record over the last three weeks. Um, if there's a tie still after that, then it, it's every week before that. So it would go week fourteen, week thirteen, blah, blah blah, all all together. And then if it goes the whole season, it's just a tie and you chop the money. Hashtag when it matters. Uh, so but that only applies to first place, correct? Yes, uh, according to the Super Contest website and the Westgate rules that are listed on the website, that is correct. It only applies to first place. That's awful. Hashtag when it matters. It's literally <laughs> a thing in this contest. Other places, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll take cool. all the money, sum it together, and then chop it up evenly. If you want to read about that, you go to gridirongamble.com because there was a bunch of people that won or lost a lot of money based on ties. Um, and you know swings just on on one game, so it's pretty pretty crazy. For example, the guy in second place, second place was five hundred thirty thousand. He actually took home three hundred ninety eight thousand. So, yikes! Gridiron Gamble, the first recap of the twenty sixteen seventeen or twenty seventeen eighteen super contest in the galaxy. Is that fair to say? We we were definitely first. Okay, listen, coming from the poker industry, we know how to get shit out there first, and we did. Um, so yeah, we were the first to market. That's, that's for damn sure. So suck it, Disney. Take that. Bob Iger. But don't suck it too much. If you want to hire us and pay us, go right ahead. It's fine. Yeah. We are, we are for sale. 100 Bitcoin will get you Gridiron Gamble. Confirmed. We all did great. Uh, even though the card was two and three, the entire collective did three and two, except for myself. I went four and one. So Weird week. <laughs> Just some weird games got on the, that Dolphins game. Weird. That Steelers game. Weird. Our, the aggregate went four and one. This is a very appropriate way to end the season with uh, with us all crushing and somehow the card doing poorly. Uh, also, hope hope you guys got those Cardinals money bet lines in. Nine, slam dunk. Ba, just the god going out. Like an absolute champion. That was awesome. But it's the playoffs. We're going to go through every game in order, in order of play. We'll give you our takes on the game, some DFS sprinkled in there if you guys are grinding DFS, 
and I, I was going to lead off with some futures, but nothing. I never get jazzed about futures during this time of the season because we never, we never get any good odds. There's there's never any fair lines for futures once you get to the playoffs. So uh, unless you're taking a, a a massive dog and just hopefully firing and they get there, I I think it's kind of useless. You're you're just not getting enough value to fire any futures at this time. But we do have one future that is live. The the Chargers did not make the playoffs, but Brett. Uh, are you okay with the Chargers not making the playoffs because your beloved Buffalo Bills are now in? I actually had a long discussion with my wife about this. Like, what what scenarios would I be okay with if, like, between the Bills and the Chargers, if the Bills made the Super Bowl, would I be okay with, like, whiffing on my Chargers' future? Or what's what would be better if the Chargers won the Super Bowl or the Bills made the playoffs? Like, we went through all these different scenarios, and – I'm okay. I'm okay with this, uh, with how this played out with the Bills making the playoffs. I lit my Chargers future on fire, but it's all good because we're we're in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. It's worth any equity I would have had with the Chargers at this point. Longest drought in American sports current currently was broken, longer than somehow the Browns somehow the Browns snuck in with I yeah, believe when was that I, I believe Kelly Holcomb was the quarterback. I th- think. Lord. Uh, and obviously they were, right, yeah. they were toasted early in the playoffs, unsurprisingly. Uh, but you're actually headed to the game. That is correct. I got to finish packing here. I'm leaving in a few hours. Nice. Um, yeah, that my wife and I bought tickets to the game right after the Bengals won. That's awesome. my wife was just like, let's just go. Because we have friends, we have friends down in Jacksonville who are Jaguars fans. We talked about the possibility of going if this played out. If the Bills ended up going to Jacksonville as the sixth seed, and here we are. Yeah, we got tickets. We're flying down today. Weather pending. It's like negative 20 with the windshield here, so uh, crossing fingers. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's going to be an epic weekend. It's currently 31 in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's sneaky cold because it's in northern Florida. So a little reprieve for you guys. Advantage Bills. <laughs> it, that might be the only Wait. advantage we have all season. Or all, all game. What are we waiting for, Mo? You talked, to, you talked about a you talked about a one percent scenario. What's a one percent scenario? Bills making the Super Bowl. Bills playing the Jags. <laughs> How is it a one percent scenario? The the Jags Bills. were locked into the three seed. I guess, but like, I don't know. I remember seeing online some projection system had the Ravens at like ninety seven percent to make the playoffs. Well, nice projection system, idiots. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Must have been Nate Silver, idiot. It's, it seemed high. <laughs> yeah, we do have one future live, though, and that is the Carolina Panthers. Brett, you have not burned that ticket yet, I hope. what? How are we feeling? Not the easiest road for the Panthers to win the Lombardi here in January. I, I'll, I'll say this. If the Chargers did sneak in, I'd feel much better about them than the Panthers right now. Man, this NFC is crazy. Uh, We will start in... Dude, we're getting, like, minimal value. (laughs) Yeah, what are they, like, 30 right now? And I was so happy with my 35-1 to to start the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, 25-1, to and I got 30, so great. Nothing nothing will beat your Texans last year. (laughs) Yeah, where my number dropped in the playoffs. (laughs) They make the playoffs, and somehow they have longer odds to win the Super Bowl than they did when the bet was booked. We start well, our. See, Go ahead, Mo. Look, that's what happened. Uh, that's what happened to the, to the Titans. I was listening to our our preseason podcast on the long, long drive across Texas. You guys, there's nothing in West Texas. <laughs> it might be the most barren place on earth. I was so bored i had to i had to find something to do and i fired up our preseason podcast to see how our takes fared and by the way rich uh nice work on the saints under oops and um, and, and cardinals over oops <laughs> but uh, well that was a little more reasonable i guess you know i mean everyone got hurt but uh <laughs> I picked the Titans 64 to 1, and my reasoning was well, if they get in the playoffs, 64 to 1 is value. 
while they're in the playoffs and they're 100 to 1. <laughs> nice pick by me. I mean, it is the AFC. Anything can happen. And we are going to start with the Titans. They play the first game of the weekend on Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, 4.30 Eastern. Thank you, DraftKings, for converting the time for me. Uh, the Titans are currently eight-point dogs at Kansas City, but when I sent the lines to the boys, it was eight and a half. For So for the purposes of this podcast and for raffle tickets, which you guys can still earn, it will be eight and a half. You guys, we want you to send in two picks this weekend. If you get one of them right, we'll give you one ticket. If you get both, we'll give you three. So of the four games, pick your two favorite and send them in. Uh, so t- Titans at Chiefs. Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites, and this will be a theme throughout the podcast. DP is a lone wolf on the Chiefs laying the wood. So DP, I'll let you lead it off. Why are you comfortable laying this many points with Kansas City in this spot? Have fun betting on Marcus Mariota at Arrowhead, guys. This this guy, I mean, he's thrown more interceptions than touchdowns this season. And we're all aware how hard it is to play at Arrowhead. I do not think that he's going to come out and do anything close to what he needs to do to keep his team in the game, to keep them covering eight and a half points. I don't care how high the spread is. I am on Kansas City. I also think that Tennessee's defense is going to get absolutely ravaged here uh, by Alex Smith and Kareem Hunt. I think that those two people, whether it's Alex Smith passing the ball all over the field or Kareem Hunt just running the ball, I think that they're going to put up a ton of points I think we've we've seen a lot of good things coming out of Andy Reid this year, um, and I think that he's just going to you know put a point, step on that throat, and run away with this one fairly easily. Mo, I'm surprised that you selected the Titans. Maybe not as surprised as I should be. There, the Chiefs are the biggest public team on the board right now, getting 57 percent of the bets, uh, eight and a half or eight. It's a lot of points for Kansas City to lay with a bad defense, but I'm surprised that you too did not prescribe to the bad quarterback crumbling in Arrowhead, Mo. I think uh, I might just be scared. You just you're just scared, Chefs fan. That's what's going on here. Yeah, but uh, I do still think the Titans are really bad. But um. They accidentally have to play Derrick Henry the whole game. Yeah. That could help them. Finally. Finally, we'll get what seems to be a full game from Derrick Henry. DeMarco Murray hadn't practiced yesterday from what I saw. And while I agree with a lot of the points that Donnie made, the problem with laying eight or eight and a half in this spot is that Kansas City's defense is terrible. 30th in defense DVOA. And the kicker, which will will come up in another game this weekend, is that they're 32nd defending the run. And normally I'm not too concerned about that, but the Titans are the maybe the last team, maybe the the Cowboys, and, and maybe a team that we'll mention later, the Jags, that you want to be that bad at defending the run because that is what they're most proficient at and what they're going to try to do most often. And we all love Derrick Henry on this podcast. So if the Titans can keep this game competitive at the beginning or at the end when they're trying to sneak through the back door, I don't see the Chiefs just clamping down and and getting big stops. So even if the Chiefs get up big, I think the back door is going to be open the entire contest. So even though I think Kansas City is much better, and even though Tennessee is a team that I've rallied against the entire season, I just think it's, it's way too many points for a bad defense, even at home, even at Arrowhead. So I will take the eight, but I will say this is my least confident bet of the weekend. So I'm not running to the window to take the Titans. Brett, no surprise. You've been somewhat on the Titans here at the end of the season as the public has moved off of them, and they are off them the most this weekend. They are the least bet team thus far. What what do you got on this game, Brett? Yeah, I mean the the Titans are undefeated with Derrick Henry as lead back, right? They're just gonna they're just gonna run all the way through this AFC. <laughs> all right, maybe not. No, this one this one's all about Mariota uh, because his performances this season 
And even going back, all three seasons have been wildly unpredictable. Career lows in every category this season, despite having more weapons than he's ever had around him. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's been playing injured. So this is a tough one to cap. I want to love the Titans at eight and a half. Uh, I think that is a great number if Mariota is close to healthy. And I, I like it even more that DeMarco Murray isn't playing. Get him off the field. Um, so while the Titans don't have a defense capable of making stops, I think they're going to be able to put up points here against a miserable Chiefs defense. This is a spot where I'm I'm kind Take of... The over. Take the over. Yeah. 44. What what's the what's the do you say 34? No, it's up to 45. 44. 44. Jesus. Yeah, why would anybody get a stop in this game? <laughs> N- neither of these defenses. I mean, I guess I don't how how do the Titans Okay, it's eight, 18th best defense DVO. I was going to say I was looking at 8th, but that was a different number. Yeah, both these defenses sub average. I don't know how either of them get stops in this game. So I, I certainly like the over 44. Uh, and with that being said, we've got to love some DFS here, right? Brett, any, any prospects in this game that you're interested in, in rostering this weekend? Uh, in GPPs, I absolutely love the Titans offense. You're going to get really low ownership on guys like Mariota, Corey Davis, Richard Matthews, Decker. They're all underpriced facing that horrific Chiefs defense. And uh, the Chiefs are also dead last in rush defense. So Derrick Henry is probably my top play of the week. He's, you know he's going to be involved, whether it's uh, in the run game or in the pass game, like we saw last week against Jackson, where he ripped off that 66-yard touchdown. Uh, and then, of course, the Chiefs passing offense also in play. The Titans have a pass funnel uh, on defense. They're good against the run, really bad against the pass. So I like Tyree Kill quite a bit. Uh, I just I don't think they're going to be able to uh, keep up with him in this game yeah Kelsey seems like there's no other tight end with a pulse really playing on the slate I guess Olsen would be the only other one that even has name value Delaney Walker uh as well so it seems like Kelsey's going to be the chalk at the position on this slate but the problem is and and Mo has noted this I think we all have is that Alex Smith really prefers two guys like it's only Hill and Kelsey there's nobody else in that offense that commands targets so you can't if you're going to stack Smith, you really only have two options, so he'll might be the guy to go with there. DP, any DFS prospects this week or in this game? Sorry, uh, I agree with Brett. If you're playing some GPPs, you got to fire all over that Tennessee team uh, just because that's going to be the one that's the lowest owned. Um, if you have to eat the chalk, Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, as I already talked about, and the Chiefs D because Mariota just turns the ball over every chance that he gets. So. Those would be my plays, but I would lean heavily towards just gambling on having Titans on your roster, and hopefully they can put up some points. Even if they're trailing, they just get a bunch of yardage and catches and that sort of stuff. Mo, anything anything we missed in this game from DFS? I'm just really surprised that Mariota is only 5,500. People hate him. They're I mean, finally on my side. One in. That's what happens when you throw 13 <laughs> touchdowns and 15 picks, man. Yeah. I want to go through and look at, I, I tied my bet, Mariota versus Winston, only because Mariota got hurt their rookie year. It was it was DVOA per season for their first three seasons. Uh, so we tied two one season to one, one season was a draw. I want to look at, uh, Football Outsiders has a stat, uh, DYAR, defensive yards above replacement. Basically, how many yards do they suspect that somebody threw for more than replacement level, and it's defense-adjusted because that's what Football Outsiders does. And I want to look at their career thus far, Mariota versus Winston, because I'm guessing it's in, like, the thousands of yards that 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 Winston has thrown for above replacement compared to Mariota. I mean, he's just bad. Mariota's just so bad. And Winston, man, Winston's got some head scratchers, but that strike to Godwin, ooh-wee. How many quarterbacks in this league can make that, that throw? Doozy. How many quarterbacks in this league can make that throw? throw? Yeah. That's a crazy throw. Uh, Saturday night, playoff football comes back to Los Angeles. This is the only game that is a consensus pick, and it makes a lot of sense. Coming into the season, we were all down on the Falcons. We thought they were overvalued last year and that they had to regress back to the mean. They've kind of done that, but there's still a lot of buzz around this team, and it makes sense. There's a lot of talent with Julio, 
Devonta, Tevin Coleman, of course, Matt Ryan still has name value. And this game has kind of bounced all over the place. Uh, the Falcons opened as four-and-a-half-point dogs against the Rams. That number ran all the way up to six-and-a-half. It's now settled at five-and-a-half. So, But for the purposes of this pod, we're using six-and-a-half. And we are all comfortable laying those points with the Los Angeles Rams, who finished second in overall DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. And currently, the Falcons... Uh, according to the spread.com, are a slight public dog. Very slight. 51% of the bets coming in on Atlanta. DP, we'll start with you here. You historically believe that at any second, especially on the road, Matt Ryan is going to urinate down his own leg. So it's no surprise you're laying the six and a half here. Talk about why you like the Rams in this spot. I mean, we all know about the Rams' high-flying offense. They put up a ton of points, put up the most points in the league this year. They're zinging the ball all over the field. Jared Goff looks much better under Sean McVay. Sean McVay has that ball going everywhere, including to Todd Gurley in the passing game. Um, yeah, but the reason why I like the Rams so much is their defense, led by their defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, who... I think that guy is just going to absolutely confuse the living hell out of Steve Sarkeesian, Matt Ryan, and that Falcons offense. I just don't think that they have a chance. Um, I feel like every time Wade Phillips gets in one of these spots, he does things totally out of the box, unconventional that you really don't expect from him or haven't seen from him before. Um, and I mean, and when you add that sort of defensive effort or game plan to what they bring to the table on offense. I think that this one is going to be a blowout, an absolute blowout. I don't see the Falcons being in this game at all. Um, Rich, like you said, I mean, if Matt Ryan starts to screw up, even in the slightest, I mean, he's just going to totally shit his pants out there. And I don't think, I don't understand why this this line is less than a touchdown. Um, I would have put it at at least seven and a half. Um, it just going out to LA, it just seems like, this is the Rams game to lose, and it's going to take a very, very lot for them to lose. Because even if Jared Goff doesn't get going, they can always just hand the ball off to Todd Gurley. And if Todd Gurley's not going, they can just throw the ball over the field. And if both of those things fail, well, you can always rely on just Matt Ryan just shitting himself and winning on defense. Either way, I see this game uh, as a total landslide in terms of the Los Angeles Rams crushing the Falcons. Yeah, with Gurley being the fantasy MVP, with Goff going from one of the worst rookies we've ever seen to a more than proficient quarterback. All of the attention has been on Los Angeles's offense, and uh, rightfully so. They finished sixth in offense DVOA. But to your point, that defense was fifth in the rankings. Son of a bum, Wade Phillips has done a phenomenal job with that defense. Granted, he did come into a lot of talent, which was so confusing as to why this team wasn't better. I mean, Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald, uh, You've got McDonald uh, in the secondary. Uh, Mark uh, Is Mark Barron still there? You've got a lot of names, a lot of guys that were high draft picks for the Rams organization. And he just put Alec Ogletree. He just put the pieces together. And with, I mean, his world-class defensive schemes has really turned this unit into something formidable. And it's been really fun to watch. And that combo, I just don't see... Atlanta being very competitive in this game, coming east to west. I don't know. Uh, the, the way that the public perceives the Rams reminds me of the way the public perceived the Golden State Warriors when they started to make their first championship run. And I'm not comparing this, uh, this Rams team to the Warriors. I don't think the Rams are, quote, light years ahead of the NFL. That's Bill Belichick. But people have this thing where they won't believe it until they see it. And I don't think that the Rams are touchdown favorites here because people just want to see it first, which is, is kind of foolish, right? You can't, you can't think somebody is championship worthy uh, until they win a championship. Well, then how can you have any predictive quality to it? So I definitely think we're, we're getting some value in laying less than a touchdown here. Uh, Mo. I know you were all on this. You you said when it was opened at four and a half, you said anything less than six is a sh is a shame. We're we're now at six and a half, but you're still taking the Rams. Uh, any worries now that the line started to creep up? Yeah, um, this is closer to where I capped it, so I'm not really sure 
about firing it. I mean, if it hits seven, and right now it's at five and a half. Still love the Rams there. Uh, yeah, this team just has a way better defense. Um, and in McVay, I absolutely trust. And Dan Quinn, I will never trust after we saw him just run out to midfield against the Patriots, drop his pants, and just spray fecal matter all over. Jesus. So, have to uh, take the big coaching edge here. And I also, like I said, uh, or, or like you said, Rich, Todd, or Todd Gurley, and there's so many weapons. I, I, I just don't believe in this Falcons team. They've been so bad this year. Brett, are we missing anything? So lucky to even be here, really. Are, are we? Are we shitting on the Falcons too much? Although you've been a detractor all season as well. It, it, is are we too confident in this Rams team in this spot? Yeah, I've been driving the Falcons are a fraud bus since before the season. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs coming in. I was I'm shocked that they're here, but. Look, this is where the road ends. I mean, they're going into L.A. against the Rams on an extra week of rest. The Rams are better in every facet. Offense, defense, coaching. Donnie nailed the Phillips versus Sarkeesian matchup. That's the biggest mismatch in this spot. No, you guys hit everything. I'm with DP. I think the Rams roll this week. All right. Uh, DFS. Part of me... uh, Part of me feels the need to roster Gurley just because if something goes haywire, I don't want to have not been able to roster Gurley in playoff DFS. Uh, are we interested at all in the Falcons in this spot, Brett? Is is there any reason for us to, to roster any Falcons hopeful, hoping for a high-scoring game? Or are we scared off by this Rams defense? Well, the contrarian in me says yes. Somebody like a Tevin Coleman or a Devontae Freeman, I think those guys are going to be overlooked in this spot just because of the game script. Uh, but both those guys are very efficient in the passing game as well. So I think if they do fall behind, they, uh, you know, regardless of how of the game flow, I think they're going to be involved. Uh, on the Rams side, <laughs> I think an interesting way to build lineups if you do like the Rams is to fade Gurley and roll with the, pan, the Rams passing offense. So stacking Goff with Woods, Watkins, Cup. Gurley's ownership is going to be absurd after what he did at the end of the year. So, I mean, you could even work in like a Goff, Gurley, Woods, Watkins stack. Just just find different ways to uh, to build Rams lineups this week because everyone's going to play Gurley. Oh yes, he, he'll be he's going to be like forty percent owned. Oh, higher. I forgot about Tavon. Tavon week. This would be this would be the week, right? He just <laughs> he just shows up and goes off. Uh, DP, you thundered in there. What DFS takes you have on this contest? Um, I don't, I don't really have any. Um, I would actually totally avoid this game. I think that this game is going to be heavily played by a lot of people. If I was to make two picks, I would take uh, Devonte Freeman because I think that if the Falcons are going to have any success whatsoever, any hope, um, I think they're just going to have to dump the ball off a ton to Devonte Freeman. Um, I think that's going to be Matt Ryan's. Uh, safety net if, if there is one and then on the other side of the ball I, I don't think too many people at least just looking at the price are putting a lot of stock in the Rams D and we talked about it already I mean they're just 2700 on DraftKings they're right in the middle of the pack um, but they can really get after if that pass rush can get home to Matt Ryan I mean Matt Ryan's gonna throw up some complete head scratchers uh, that could turn into turnovers turnovers turn into points so I'd be looking to roster the Rams D if I was rostering anything uh, with a secondary pick of Devontae Freeman coming out of that game. What about you, Mo? Wrap wrap this game up. Any DFS takes that you want to add? Tevin Coleman looks really he looks too cheap, forty one hundred, uh, and way way low owned. So I like Tevin Coleman and um, Sammy Watkins. He's reasonably priced and. A solid amount of targets the last few weeks, uh, averaging about seven-ish for the past four or five weeks. And you know he can hit the home run, and don't think he will be too high owned. Yeah, am, am I am I the only one super interested in Watkins for next season? Like he came in late, 
he didn't get to get the system fully. I mean, at this point, you would hope that he's up to speed, but he didn't have mini camps and training camp. He was traded late. Can't Watkins just be unreal next year when he's fully immersed in the Rams' offense? Can't that be a thing? Am I the only believer in that? That's I don't think that's how this this offense is built. That's true. It is just find the guy that's open, and they have so many guys that can get open with Woods and Cup and Tavon Austin. Yeah, they don't. They throw the who. Yeah, they throw to whoever's open. Yeah, that that's how this offense works. Very true. Uh, I might have to go over to FanDuel just so I can roster Sam Ficken. <laughs> <laughs> how did that work out, by the way? Oh, I lost the championship, but not because of Mr. Ficken. It was okay, well, that's because, good. Because of many other factors. Uh, let's move to Sunday, where Brett's fighting Buffalo Bills will travel to northern Florida to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, the line that we are working with is 8.5 here. Uh, it is settled there. I've not seen it move. It's currently 8.5 on Pinnacle. And another public dog 52 percent of the bets are coming in on buffalo and it's another lone wolf for dp he is taking the dog taking the eight and a half point with the bills two surprising things here uh one that brett is flying all the way to jacksonville even though he thinks his team's gonna lose by nine points or more uh and that dp is on this buffalo team one of the worst playoff teams of all time sorry brett uh DP, how do the Bills stay competitive in this game? Because Blake Bortles is going to be the pumpkin that he is, and Doug Marone is a total clown. That's what's going to happen. But it's the run straight game. Bills, what is it? Did do 31st in rush defense DVOA. Yeah, but I, see, I get it. It is the run straight game. It's hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette and just let him do his thing. But I haven't been too impressed with them. I don't think that the Jaguars are going to look like the Jaguars that started the season and looked like the Jaguars through the first 10 games. I mean, they limped into the playoffs. I don't think that they're right. They're an inexperienced group. I mean, that defense will hold them together and certainly keep them in the game, but I would be looking to bet on the Bills here and even throw down some money bet lines, guys. How do the Bills score more than 10 points? I don't know. I don't know how they scored more than 10 points in any games this season, but they, they've done it. Okay, so they. I only think that they need to get to 17. If they're not going to get to 17. If they had Shady, then I'd be way more interested in Buffalo. Shady is playing, 100% playing. But he's not he's playing not gonna, at 100%. Right. He's not going to be 100%, but he's 100% going to be in the game. Right. And with, They're going to shoot him up with needles, and he's going to fucking play. <laughs> but Shady, without his shadiness, without his lateral cutting ability, is not Shady. He's just fine. Throw it to big play clay. Big play clay. Uh, Also hurt. Unfortunately, I think this is for for Brett. I think this is Jacksonville like 21 to 6, you know, 24 to 6. I think this is an absolute route. Brett, I'll let you take it over. Uh, You're picking against your own bills. You'll be in attendance. (laughs) Talk about this game. This is actually a great setup for Buffalo because we're not going into a place like Arrowhead or Mile High where the environment is going to be engulfing. There's going to be thousands and thousands of Bills fans in Jacksonville this weekend. That said, this is a horrible matchup for Buffalo on the field. You have to move the ball against the Jags on the ground. And at this point, we don't even know who the lead back is for the Bills. I mean, it looks like Shady is going to suit up, but... Like you said, he's not. It's not going to be shady. So that puts more pressure on Tyrod in the passing offense, and there are even more injuries. There is Calvin Benjamin, Charles Clay, both hurt. So that leaves the three biggest playmakers in this offense playing hurt against the best defense in the NFL. And if there's not great, if, if not great, Bob, and if there's one thing that Calvin Benjamin has had problems with throughout his entire career, starting with Carolina and now here in Buffalo, is separation. And how is he going to separate from these guys while injured? It's not going to happen. Zay Jones, too inconsistent. There is nobody to trust in this offense. I I don't know how, other than Bortles service, I don't know how the Bills put points on the board. I just, I I want to see Tyrod ball out this week. Oh, me too. Oh my God, man. Just one time. I love Ty God. 
Trust me. But I can't I wait till Buffalo goes to New England next week. It's gonna be so great. I hate you so much, uh, Mo. Well, they wouldn't be going to New England, would they? Yeah, New England gets the worst seed. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> Mo, what you got in this game? And lead us off. Give us some. Give us your outlook on the game at the current spread, eight and a half, and give us start us off with some DFS takes. Well, starting off with DFS takes is going to give away why I think this game is is such a route. Um, I like the Jags passing offense here with everybody probably running to Fournette. And this the the Jags have just absolutely slaughtered bad teams this year. And yeah, I have to second what you said, Rich. Sorry, Brett, but this Bills team isn't good. Why are you apologizing? So, I've said all season that the Bills are bad. Yes, he really has. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, man, absolutely roll here, especially with the stink on them and the stink on Bortles. That's why I really like Bortles in his passing offense this week. He's been so bad the last two weeks and and away from him. And just a month ago, he was the hottest ticket in DFS, just putting up 30 a week. So it would not surprise me if the Jags just cream the bills here. Are you rolling out Bortles standalone? Just, or Like you or, said, Rich. Oh, go ahead. I love stacking with these under-owned receivers. I mean, I don't think who's clicking on D.D. Westbrook this week. Something Keelan Cole. <laughs> but, uh, right. And yeah, just my overall feeling is, like you said, Rich, um, I-, I have no idea how the Bills can move the ball here. Uh, well, Jacksonville in January. Brett should be. <laughs> you said you had friends down there, so you're going to have fun no matter what. There's going to be more Bills fans there than Jacksonville fans. Yeah, we have friends there, and we also have, like, what, 10,000 Bills fans there? Do you All have, my friends do you this ha- weekend. Do you have flammable tables? I think I saw something hilarious. I don't know if Bills Mafia will be out with flaming <laughs> tables in full effect, jumping off fucking palm trees, okay, <laughs> through those tables. Don't jump on any tables, Brett. Yeah, please don't. don't. On any tables. Please don't. I'm begging you. I'm too, I'm too old for the for the, those shenanigans. I'm, there, there are going to be there are going to be some stories coming out of Jacksonville this weekend with, from the Bills Mafia. There's no doubt about it. This is uh, we've been waiting for this for a long time. I, I don't think the people in those videos are necessarily younger than you, Brett. I just think they're crazy Bills fans. I don't think age <laughs> plays a role in this. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see Buffalo being competitive in this game, unfortunately. But, of course, Bortle service can certainly arise. There's right. always Bortles. Uh, anything uh, DFS-related, Bert, that you would like to tell us about in this game? I'm going to be fading Gurley. I will not be fading Fournette. The Bills are a train wreck at stopping the run, and it's all started when they traded Darius to Jacksonville. So I think Fournette goes off this week. I think you could even even fire maybe some TJ Yeldon if this game gets out of hand. I don't see the ja- I don't see the Jags playing Fournette for the entire game if they're up by three scores. So uh, just. Find a way to get pieces of this Jacksonville rushing offense because I think they're going to go off. DP, anything to add DFS related? Yeah, the fuck Gurley. The hell with fucking Fournette. Play LaShawn McCoy, boys and girls. Jesus Let's Christ. go. <laughs> uh, if you want to donate, if you want to donate that money, I would I would prefer you donate. What is it? AndyDalton.org? AndyDaltonFoundation.org? That is awesome. What the Bills Mafia has done. They've already raised three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> For Andy Dalton's there's charity. A, there's been a lot of donations to Tyler Boyd's uh, foundation as well, helping uh, youth football around the Pittsburgh area. So, yeah, the, this this community rallies in a, in many different ways. And, yeah, that that's just a really cool story. Sports. Duffs is also sending 14,000 or 1,400 chicken wings right now. Yes. Buffalo wings. Yep. To Cincinnati. Sports, man. Absolutely love it. Uh, we will wrap up. The first playoff weekend, the wild card playoff weekend with Ho Hum, another lone wolf from Donnie. So we've got one consensus game and then three lone wolves for Donnie. Uh, Donnie is the only one laying the seven and a half, now seven, with 
the New Orleans Saints against the Panthers. Uh, DP, you're on. You're alone again, so I'll let you lead it off. You're laying more than a touchdown with New Orleans. You hate scam. Why? What's going on here? I mean, the Panthers and, and Cam Newton, they're just as streaky as streaky can get, and I can't trust this team and this quarterback on the road in New Orleans where it's a tough place to play against a good, experienced team that has a very good defense. Rich, you said that the Saints a couple weeks ago could be the best team in the NFL. They could very well be right now, and they can go on to win it all given their road to the Super Bowl. Everything lines up for them. I love Drew Brees going forward, uh, starting with this game. Uh, I think that you know he's the Saints overall are just – going to be able to get things done against this Panthers defense that I think is average at best. I think that they're very overrated. Um, number one receivers have absolutely eaten against them, so I would look for Drew Brees and Michael Thomas to totally get off in this game. Uh, secondary to that, Alvin Kamara is an absolute beast, um, and he's complimented well with uh, Mark Ingram. So they have that great one-two combination. And then I said it earlier, the, the, this defense, I think that they're going to give Cam Newton a ton of fits. I don't really see how – the Panthers move the ball a ton. Um, they're going to have to move the ball a lot because I think that the Saints are going to put up a lot of points in the dome down there. So I'm just going to lay the wood and I'm going to ride this one. I think the Saints win this one by at least 10, if not more, and they do it easily. I still the arc the arc of Donnie's takes on the Saints this season <laughs> is astounding. Didn't they suck just like a couple months ago? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. But it came with the caveat that I said, I'm fully willing to fucking change my train of thought. And now I'm in. Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl. So so you think the Saints are the best team in football? No, no, no. I, they could be the best <laughs> team in football. In the NFC, they're going to be the best team. You don't necessarily have to be the best team to win. Yeah, as the Patriots have shown many years now. Exactly. Uh, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> So I still believe the Saints could be the best team in football, but there are many difficult outs in the NFC, including this one. Carolina's offense can be suspect. Agreed. They finished average, 17th in DVOA. But their defense is their calling card. 10th against the pass, 6th against the run. Uh, Whenever Keekley is healthy, this Panthers defense is stout. And I think that a touchdown is just way too many points for a team as complete as Carolina. Uh, like, so Atlanta, right? Outside of Atlanta and now Philadelphia because they're with Nick Foles, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the other four teams from the NFC represented the conference in the Super Bowl. And they're all just really good teams. So I'm expecting very tight games throughout. And I just don't see how you can throw up a touchdown with two division teams that know each other really well. Uh, I I just think this is a very competitive game. Whoever wins is going to win by a field goal, maybe a little bit more, maybe four points. But I I don't see this as a runaway in either direction. Uh, Mo, you were the most surprised when you saw this line. Uh, This is your favorite bet of the weekend. Talk about the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I don't see how the Panthers can be giving this many points. A, a fair line in this to me is the same as a fair line has been every time these teams have played. I, I think the Saints are a couple, maybe two and a half points better than the Panthers. And I don't see, I just don't see how this line can be above six at the absolute most. Um, the Saints have pretty much rolled over the Panthers both times they played, but that only makes me like the Panthers even more because everyone else knows that and they're going to be flocking to the Saints here. But then I guess it is still 50-50, but I, I think if you can get seven, it's just such a beautiful number here. And the Panthers still have a good team. I mean, I, I do believe in the Saints team. I, I do. I think this is a really good team, but I think if you're getting seven here, there's just too many points. And, uh, Fire the under. That's my other take. Under 48. Yeah, if if this th- this game, I agree. I, I think five and a half is the number. I think that's more fair. Certainly the Saints are better. There's there's no doubt about that. The Saints are a better team. But the, a touchdown in a playoff game, third time they've met, just seems like way, way, way too many points. Uh, and it is 52% in favor of New Orleans. But I think that number, and maybe even the line itself, will creep up because this is... The last game of the weekend, 
And if we see some public sides go down, then they got to recoup their money somehow. And I don't think it's going to be by betting on the Carolina Panthers after they've been smoked twice by the Saints. Brett, close us out on the spread portion of this. Tell us why you are backing your Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I've been burned by this matchup twice already this season. I've been high on the Panthers both times these teams have met. So going for the trifecta here with the Panthers, I love this spot for Carolina. Uh, at least this time we're getting a great number. Uh, we've got this at seven and a half. That's obviously better than seven, but I still think seven is, is, a, is a great number for the Panthers here. I don't think the Saints are that much better than Carolina. I know, I know I've said that both times these two teams have met and uh, New Orleans just wiped the floor with them, but – uh, the Saints defense has fallen off a bit here towards the end of the year. This is a big divisional underdog on the road. Give me the points. I think I think I I think Carolina could win this game. I don't think that'd be too crazy. No. Uh I definitely think the Saints are going to win, but it would not shock me again with these four teams, the Panthers, Saints, Vikings, Rams, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if either of any of those four represented the NFC in the Super Bowl because they're just they're just really good. Maybe the maybe the Panthers, but the other four are just re- really good teams. Um, start us off with some DFS takes here, Brett. Mo mentioned the under and historically divisions division games good spot to to fire the under, especially the NFC South where the lines are super inflated. Uh, do you have any interest on on the players in this contest? I like Christian McCaffrey. I think he will be the least owned running back in this game. Uh, I don't like this game for DFS purposes. I'm, I love, I don't understand how this total is 48 and the Titans game is 44. So I'm going to be piling that Titans chiefs game and kind of staying away from this one. You but think, if you do play, if you do play, uh, if you do have a piece of this game, I like McCaffrey a lot. You think goat J Stew will be more owned than Christian McCaffrey? Oh, probably not. I forget that Jace do even exists. I'm just busting your He ball. said running back, not dead body. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mo, uh, again, you like the under here. Do you like firing anybody in DFS then? Uh, yeah, I like Mark Ingram. Uh, he's very reasonably priced and way, way cheaper than Alvin Kamara. Kamara has been crushing, but uh, Ingram has been... And just as good, they both have got what 1500 yards this year, and uh, Ingram's 1700 cheaper. So, give me Ingram. Ingram also the goal line back a little bit, although Kamara is in just as much. It basically is the pace of play, and whoever's in on the drive. Uh, and they also hate Mark Ingram, so I'm, I'm shocked that they've allowed him to flourish so much this season. DP, any DFS prospects in this game? Also really like Christian McCaffrey, like Brett said. And then I would do a triple stack with Breeze, Thomas, and Kamara on the Saints side. How's that chalk taste? Fucking great. Uh, I spoiled Moe's best bet of the weekend. It is Carolina plus the seven and a half. DP, what is your bet of the weekend? My bet of the weekend. I think you got to take the Bills money bet line. <laughs> I think you got to do it. The odds are there. Take it. Ride with it. Have a party, people. What? <laughs> that is your favorite bet of the weekend. Bill's money. Line. Yeah, yeah, we're in this to fucking gamble. Let's let's gamble. Get in there. All right, Scott. Let's you know, go. High upside. Come on. All right, Brett. Give us a more sensible bet of the weekend. Panthers money line. <laughs> That's it. That's way more sensible than Bill's money line. Come yeah, on. When, when Rich says your favorite bet, I also incorporate the fun aspect of it, and that's my favorite bet is the Bills. All right. That's also my way favorite all my money in, in your faces when they win. I didn't know lo- losing money was fun. The sweat. It's all about the sweat, right, DP? It is all about the sweat, the potential, the prospects. Uh, Rams minus six and a half, my favorite bet. I also like a Rams-Saints two-team tease. Bring currently at seven, bring the Saints down to six, uh, Saints down to one, and the Rams down to a pick. Or well, that's that's not a fun seven. bet at all. Yeah, it's a, making money, not yeah, fun. Oh, the right. knit the knit doesn't have a fun bet. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of interested in teasing the Titans up to fourteen as well, but 
I there's too many outcomes in that game where the Chiefs win by a million, I think, that scare me off of that. Like I think there's opportunities for the Chiefs to win by so much that I think you'd, you're better off just taking the 8.5 and, and not bringing in a second game to tease it up to 14. So Unless you want to tease uh, the over in that game. Maybe 14 and over is the way to go in that game. Right? What, oh, yeah. Best bet of the week is Titans over. How many points do you get on an, on an over tease, Mo? I've, I, it's been so long since I teased an over. <laughs> or total. It's still the same. Are we allowed to are we allowed to fire totals on our best bets? I like Titans over as well. Yeah, why not? What Titans Titans and over. So that'd be plus fourteen and a total of thirty eight. That seems like that seems juicy. Is that fun? Is that fun enough for you, DP? Well the thing is, is that you changed the segment. It started off with favorite bets and now it's best bets. It's total there's totally different things happening now. Best bets, favorite bets, uh, most excited bets. Donnie, we're trying to we're trying to win the people back. Yeah, we're trying to make people pizza. Yeah, you play poker to win money. I play poker to have a fucking good time, man. There's two different people in this world. Who's playing poker? I'm just saying it. Like, I'm just just pointing out like there's two different types of people. Yeah. Some people do things to have fun. Some people do things just because they want to put their nose to the grindstone and make money. Two people. People who think Brady is replacement level and people who think he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, people who want to give their friends great odds and people who try and grind out every small <laughs> yeah, edge imaginable. That's Mo. That is for sure Mo. Uh, any comment, Mo, on trying to take every edge at all times? No, he dropped off the, the show. <laughs> is he for real gone? See ya. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Mo is coming to us from a barn somewhere in America. And is no longer with us. And that's the show anyway, so we don't need them. Uh, follow these guys on Twitter. At Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N. At Donnie underscore Peters. And at Mo Nuwara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Again, send your tickets in for the raffle. You can you pick two games. Your favorite two games. If you get one right, you'll get one ticket. If you get two right, you'll get three tickets. I will post the spreads that we are using both on Twitter at GridironGamble and in the show notes that you can find in the info below on whatever device you were listening to the show on. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the beginning of the playoffs. And good luck to Donnie as he is a lone wolf on three games. See you next week. Peace. Did y'all get my last take? I didn't. I think I got booted.